Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Grant. Hello there. And George. Well, hello. Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless. Uh, just before we get started, we do have a Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com slash flawlessamp, which stands for a music podcast, and you can back us there from as little as a dollar a month. And there are also content bonuses at 5 and $10 a month. So, today is my turn to nominate an album. Yes! And I've nominated an album. This is the first time that I've done this. Uh, I've nominated an album that I consider to be so flawless, it's rendered all their subsequent albums not, not good. Like, it's, it's Whoa! So, like this evening has been an, has been one of uh, discovery, one upmanship. Yeah, yeah I feel. right. Internal though. So, so the albums that have really been released since then haven't been bad, but they haven't been this. And this is what I want now out of the <laughs> band. So every time I listen to album, I say, like, "Oh yeah, that's this is pretty good." And it's You're got such some really a needy boyfriend. Mm, <laughs> wouldn't he be? But that's wow. like you set a standard, and then everything after that has been some that standard. I'm talking, of course, about Portland, Oregon's The Decemberists and their album, The Hazards of Love. May continue. Yeah. <laughs> Mic so, drop, no. Mic drop, just that's where I, yeah. Um, so the Decemberists are Colin Melloy, Chris mm-hmm. on vocals and all the guitar parts, uh, Chris Funk, who does all the other guitar parts and most of the really complicated ones, Jenny Conley, who plays piano, half scored, all the sort of organy parts, Nate Query, plays bass and upright bass, and John Moen on drums, also hand drums, percussion, and backing vocals. So I'm always a sucker for a Hammond and an upright bass. Yes. <laughs> so you did this for me. This is, is going to be yeah. Mm. You're well into this. I did sure. when I when I listened to this the first time around. I thought we've got the angle to try and get George across the mm. line. Um, and I look, it's, it's respect. Gaming me. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't game theory. Gamification okay? of you. Well, that's just Pod- weird. But yeah. <laughs> podcast, well, podcast podcast gamification. <laughs> Whoa. So the hazards of love is a concept album, um, and we've done sort of slightly concept albums in the past but this is a full-on concept album this is this is effectively a play so he, colin actually wrote this originally started writing this as a musical as a full-length three-hour stage musical and then, <gasps> i love musicals and then 
couldn't get it to work, I guess, so he shortened it down and got rid of, I guess, some of the extra characters and just put the four main characters in there. They're very deep and meaningful. It's called a, a rock opera. Yes. Is where I've seen it. Sure is. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Wow. There's, it's an entire story. I know. There's a full story. There's yes. a full story. Are you going to a live... Oh, no, wait, Fifth hold album. on. Before we get there. Yes. Sure. How on earth did you hear about the Decemberists, mm. Liam? Um, I think... 16 Military Wives and This Sporting Life would have been played on Triple J. And when was that? I don't remember. When was that? That was I two albums remember. before this one. So this was 2009. So, so it probably would have been 2005, six. six, seven, somewhere in okay. there. And I was like, these guys are cool. Picked up that album. and um, Didn't they sound like pirates to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shanty songs <laughs> all the way. Especially the Mariner's Revenge song. Which yeah, One totally. day if we'd, we'll do song stuff, we'll talk about the Mariner's Revenge song. But yeah, so... Loved it, loved it all the way through. And then, yeah, they sort of started making hints that they were working on a new album and they sort of said, hey, it's the Hazards of Love. And I was like, great. And I was like, it's one story all the way through. It's it's essentially a musical slash play. Mm. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's Shakespearean. It is very Shakespearean, it is, Victorian. Yeah, sure, I'll give you that stuff. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah so, like the characters, the oh, everything that's in it, it was very Shakespearean. I was trying to figure out, I was telling my workmates before I came here what album I nominated and they'd never heard of it. And I was like, oh, it's... um." trying to describe Colin Milo and he's just a hipster he's the ultimate whatever you think of when you think of hipster that's that's him he loves yeah Mm. so he loves folk tales and he loves so in previous albums he's written three songs over the course of an album called The Crane Wife and there's like The Crane Wife part one two and three that filter all the way through he's written a five song suite called The Tane which is actually just one song like similar to how this is like they just flow from one song into the other which is about I wish Michelle was here because she knows it better than I do. But like a Michelle a, is his wife. Michelle, my wife. Mm. Yeah, sorry. She's, she's the better um, part. She's like a. There's the Tane's about like a queen in the Irish hinterland, who. Because um, and he's is he from Irish heritage? You made that up. I don't think so. I think he's just a hipster, like he just saw just it. Do what he you just want. saw that heritage and went, "I love it." So <laughs> sure. uh, hipsters appropriate from like any culture. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> is that discrimination? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen our Instagrams? Because <laughs> yeah. I think when we were in Ireland, we um. We saw a hill that was like this was the story of the Tane and it was like a queen who like traditionally was sort of like uh, she was the queen of an area and all the kings around her were like she's just a woman she doesn't know what she's doing and so she just fooled them all and took all her stuff and just refused to pay them back in like all the trades and stuff like that and just ended mm-hmm. up being like a really awesome ruler so yeah so he loves folk tales and he loves historical tales and all that sort of stuff so this is this is his big thing like the albums after this have been had characters and had stories weave through it but there's never been another one where it's just like one big story one big rock opera and that's what i'm always now it's like well now i know you can do it so now can i just please have that please have that again every single album hence being a needy boyfriend yeah and and tell me have you seen the december's live i've seen them i think four or five times they toured here they have toured here um but i was going to loop back around to this but we can just do it now so the first time we saw them well maybe maybe they toured australia before when this album came out, they toured playing the album in full. So there's four characters in the in the main mm. characters in the play, and Colin plays two of them, the two male ones, and then he's got um, Becky Stark, who is the front woman of Lavender Diamond, plays Margaret, the Margaret, love interest, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Shara Nova, who is uh, the, the voice queen. of the Forest Queen, mm. and she's the front woman Williams. of My Brightest Diamond. So he got the two of them and the whole band and took them all on tour. That playing was such the album a good in full, so mm. good. Um, and where so, did they play here in Brisbane? Or no, no. So we were actually in the US 
when they were touring, we happened to be on our first ever international trip and we were in New York City and they played Radio City Music Hall. Wow. Which is like a very famous venue. Uh, oh my God, mic drop, whatever. And, like showing off. And you do yeah. music, you travel for music concerts. I mean, let's be, let's get that yeah, out there as well. You don't, you don't just go on not, holiday. Not this time. This one wasn't, oh, so it, was a, it was a coincidence. One. Not yeah. this time. That was the, but f- because that that was the first time. something that you do. What a caveat. Plan, that is true. You plan your trips abroad yes, around now. concerts. But that was our first trip abroad so that that wasn't the case were you married then no was the romance so that you were still romancing and you've managed to find this in new york randomly and get tickets wasn't Mm -hmm. sold out no but i think it was divine intervention our our tickets were way like i have an issue with heights i don't like heights and this i definitely didn't enjoy the gig as much as i should have because what level floor are we on now yeah, you We're, see how I've got my back to the window? That's sure. really that's really helping. We're currently okay. recording on the 35th floor of an apartment building for the record. Yeah, and it helps to have the shades down as well if I was standing there. Sure. So it's, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm not good with heights. But, and that was like, we were way, way up high. We were like 150 meters away from the stage where they were all the way, like ants So like stairs there. are they in terms of getting to the heights? No, like climbing upstairs is okay. But when I'm sitting on a giant balcony like looking that? down on stuff. No. You don't like that. Aww. Okay. So yeah. But you saw them. We saw them. We saw them play the whole show. Randomly. Randomly. Like, yeah. you, like one of your favorite albums. You're proposing as Flawless. You managed to fly to New York. I didn't necessarily know it was Flawless at the time. Like that, it was okay. still, it was some, it's something okay. that I've come okay. around to sure. over, over sure. time. It's not, it wasn't like an, the first time I heard it. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Perfect. Sure. Okay. Never listen to anything else. That's good. So I was wondering, Grant, I, you had you heard of the Decemberists before? I, I hadn't. I figured not you probably all. hadn't. Not at all. Did you do any research on the album before you listened to it? No. Okay. Which so, I found quite confusing and then it all made sense afterwards because right. so, I kept getting these cool riffs. I'm like, I've heard this before yeah. and then it comes back and I've heard this before. And so, yes. No, I hadn't. And yeah. then it did make sense. And I the main, yeah, the main character. Margaret, William's William. mother, the forest queen and Rake. Yes, and Rake reminds Rake. me, unfortunately, of a really not cool character in Game of Thrones, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Philandra, widower. Yeah. Kidnaps Margaret. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Kills yeah. three children. I mean, he's a yeah. bastard of a man. Yeah. So bastard, I and say. Things about it too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> William, the main male character, the main mm-hmm. hero character, has so it's what you do in a musical. So every time you show up, there's a piece of music that plays yeah. so people know who you are and that you're about to do something. So the wanting comes in waves. He sings that early, but then later on in the play, so to speak. There are, there's time when he's doing things and not singing, but it's playing the wanting comes in waves, and that's how you know it's playing that riff, and that's how you know he's. I know it something. as an incidental. When you're okay. attached to a character, it's yeah. an incidental. When you move on to um, the stage, yeah. your incidental music plays in yeah. order to like signify that you're on stage for a particular reason. And if your incidental is played in a minor key, it means that something bad's about to happen. So the question then is, when do we? create our own incidental <laughs> i've done mine already right <laughs> but that's for you on your own it's, what about the flawless a and p like it yeah. needs to be <laughs> don't even <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that is something we maybe need to think about in the future when we're presenting a flawless or... incidental correct this is true now uh, you would like to me to tell you when i first he- heard about the yeah, that's where he was going i would i am sure. a mega hipster so i heard about them uh, way before this record, but mm-hmm. I heard like incidental tracks. Incidental. Um, <laughs> I heard uh, random tracks and just went see Shanty um, and uh, was had them on playlists. I had them. I had illegal downloads of their music from 
do you remember Soul Seek? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I had that. What was so, that? It's like pre Napster. Was it pre Napster? Pre Napster. Post Napster, but okay. it was uh, much smarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and Metallica didn't get angry about it. So, um, okay. yeah. So I had December, like random, and I couldn't even tell you which uh, tracks I had, but I remember they were just one of the many kind of portland bands that i would listen to because mm. i loved sleet kinney so anything yeah. that came out of portland i was like oh yeah you're cool yeah so i heard them so i've probably heard every i've probably heard every decemberist record but without consciously like there's only a couple that i consciously have listened to yeah because i went on holiday to a delightful cottage in cornwall with a friend of mine who had an ipod back in the day um, yes. and he had a couple of decemberist albums and so we played them um merrily quite a lot do you remember which ones they were nope cannot remember awesome. but they, <laughs> but they were, were played merrily they were played they merrily, merrily and they were very much at sea because yeah. it was an ipod yeah. you remember ipod shuffles that didn't have a screen yeah so i have no idea what songs no idea right. what album or whatever i just i so, just as soon as they come on they are one of the most distinct sounds mm. of a modern band yeah and like, his voice is just unmistakable yeah. like even one of the things with the album is i i kind of feel like he often doesn't he doesn't distinguish enough between William's voice and Rake's voice. Like you just yeah. know who it is because of what they're singing about. But it's like, like the, the, it's the called- ladies are definitely two very different voices. They treat it very differently, and that as well as what they're singing about. But his is more just like, no, it's the same guy singing. It's just like what He's- the content of it is. Yeah, which confused me the first time yeah. until I was like, oh, the Rake song. Yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, now he's someone yeah. else. Yeah. And he doesn't come in until like nearly halfway through the album as Correct. well. Like he's a, one of the main, there's only four major characters and one of them doesn't show up to like halfway through. And I think uh, as a as a, a virgin, pre, with no knowledge of the Decemberists, unless you've got the context of what this is all about, yes, you could go well. This is no this good. This is no good. Yeah, correct. I think um, I think there's enough in the musicianship that you would probably still. Yeah, I think there's like can't change the musicianship. Absolutely, like yeah, but um. I think the like the repetitiveness of it, like the same motifs coming through all the time, would definitely have yeah put you mm. off. Oh, okay, what's going on? And then I looked up, read up on another. Like, yeah. Okay, oh, this is this is unusual. This yeah. is new from there. <laughs> this is a rock opera. Yes. What's <laughs> going on here? Right. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Rock opera that sounds like it's at sea. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just their sound. Yeah. Oh. Sea shanty, soft acoustic, and that's yeah, absolutely. the beauty of it is they play that, that up live as well. Like. They're like it's absolutely like the hipster wankery sort of stuff, but that's all built into what the songs are about. So when they play them, they're just five fucking awesome musicians with who are just fucking great at their instruments and multi instrumentalists, yeah, all of them. Just crazy. So have you seen them live? No. Okay. If they do ever come to Australia, we'll we'll have to go because a, they put on the mm-hmm. most amazing show, including the Mariners song, which is probably my all time live favorite song. Awesome. All time. Yeah. It is, Love it favorite is, song. Yeah, it is. What they do did with they it. Did they play that in, in New York when you were there? No, because it's not. Because they, they, did, not they did this album and then they did like five songs as an encore. Okay. But it it were, also, the other thing is like Radio City Music Hall is like a big QPAC style thing. Like it's all seating. Okay. Yeah. And Mariner's Revenge works best if everyone can dance around and they run out into the crowd and do stuff and it's all okay. just chaotic. So where did you watch them here? You said in Melbourne? Or yeah, so we flew down to Melbourne to see them. And I think we've seen them in Brisbane too. And then we saw them again another time when we went overseas as well. So, but like, it's just an amazing show every so you're single time. Right, you're right up there. You're an avid fan yeah. of the Decemberists. Absolutely. Yeah, this is really, wow. I love them. And it's like, 
a lot of it. So off the first few albums, I'm like, oh, yeah, each one's got three or four good songs. Sure. A couple of them that I really, really love. And then this album, as I've grown into it, it's just like, it just blows me away every time. So do you want to talk about the story overall whilst we, before mm. we go into the Yeah, songs? we probably can't hit on every single song because we'll be here all night. But basically... <laughs> As so, we watch multiple pages being shuffled, yeah. <laughs> um, tarped, mind you. Yeah, so um, as Margaret, the lead lady character, is riding through the forest, she finds a fawn um, that has hurt its leg and she, and she gets down to sort of help it get better. It turns into a man um, and it turns out that the man is a fawn by day and a man by night. Um, they instantly fall in love because that's what you do in fairy tales fairy when you've tales. only got 55 minutes to get through sure. it. There was a couple, of the re- a couple of the reviews I read were like, oh, it's not a very good album. There's not a lot of character de- development. It's like, get fucked. Have they never I read, read too, a, mid- wrote- a Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah. People literally fall in love by looking at someone. Yeah, but he's written an entire, like, okay, if he'd written a three-hour musical and some of the characters felt a bit shallow, you'd be like, okay, well, you had heaps of time, you could have done stuff. But he wrote like a entire arc for four characters an entire thing in 55 minutes worth of music so yeah fuck that guy basically <laughs> so yeah they soon they make love then margaret learns she finds out she's pregnant runs back to the forest to try to find him they he comes for her and says yep i love you let's we're going to be together forever and then his mother the forest queen shows Walks up. up yeah um they sort of remember they six into seven eh? queen's approach yeah, yeah. So they, they sort of not. go their separate ways, but still have a little like a sort of a song where, like the Romeo and Juliet thing, where they're yeah, separated. Did feel sort like of stuff. Yep. Um, and then the Queen starts yelling at William because um, he re- she rescued him when he was abandoned as a baby, and she's like, "No, you can't be in love with someone else. You have to be in love with me." And he says, "I just was well, want- that like a bit of Oedipus sort of thing, like a reverse Oedipus mother uh, to, to son sort of stuff." I don't. I'm not sure if it's like more just like that mother not wanting her son to be taken away by a romantic relationship, sort of. Which is what not necessarily Oedipal, but more just I'm supposed to be the only female relationship in your life, and you're not supposed to want anybody else. So he says to her, um, "I want one night with Margaret, and in return, I'll come and stay with you forever, and I'll run away. You know, I'll leave Margaret behind." And she's like, "Yep, that that sounds great." So that's the wanting comes in waves and. Consider it the debt repaid. Then we get yes. introduced, then we get introduced to the rake um, after with an interlude. After the interlude, yep. The rake abducts Margaret because he's a rake. He's a bastard. He just does it. And then the queen's like, "Hey, this is great. I know that William's planning to." So William's plan is basically, "I want one night of freedom, and then I'll come and be yours forever." Except he knows that he's just him and Margaret are just going to run away. And the queen goes, "I know you're just going to run away." When the rake kidnaps Margaret, he's like, "Hey," the queen says to the rake, "Hey, you should run away with Margaret." And that way he doesn't get his one night of freedom and he'll come back to me bowed and broken. So the rake runs off towards a river. The queen, being the queen of the forest, splits the river so the rake can get across into an island, like having kidnapped Margaret. William comes to the river, says to the river, I promise you my body if you let me cross. The river's like, sounds good. Parts away, he crosses over. On the island in the middle, the rake is now haunted by the three children that he killed in the earlier song, which we will definitely talk about because it's an amazing song. Uh, they drive him mad. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, sure. They drive him mad. William defeats the rake and goes with Margaret. Yay, we won. But as he goes to cross back, the river's like, yeah, you said that I could have you on your return. And they get married there in the middle of the of the river so that they will be together until the end. And then they die. Shakespearean. It's so, Romeo and Juliet. It's Julius. so Shakespearean. It's very Shakespearean. It's very true to 
fairy tales. Like the fairy tales that we know now are always yeah. happy endings and everything always ends really well. But in the way they were written, that's not, yeah. not the way it's supposed like to be. Like in the original Cinderella, her slippers were made of squirrel. Yeah. Like creepy. Yeah. And but they turned it into glass but for warm Disney. And practical. <laughs> so yeah, I think Colin's definitely like an old school. Factually accurate, my friend. You might not like it. Thank so you. yes, I think he's very he's a very old school fairy tale, folktale kind of guy. And those they're tragedies. It's the same as Shakespeare. It's like Shakespeare wrote tragedies where things and don't, comedies. They don't end. Yes, where things don't end well for the two people. And and this is this is also um, almost George R. R. Martin as well. Is like things don't end well for you just because you're the good guys. Just because mm-hmm. if you you, you stick to your beliefs and you're noble and you're you know everything will be all right for us in the end. It's like no, like villains get one up on people like that and things don't end well for I'm gonna abs- Apparently nice guys in finish last. They do finish last. No, I'm going to abstain from George R.R. R. Martin conversation. Yeah, we don't. On we account don't, of oblivion. We don't have, we don't have obliv- obliviousness. I don't know. <laughs> you mean oblivious instead of oblivion? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> at the same time. At the same time. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. All right. So obviously it starts off with the intro, which... On a normal, on any other album would be that's kind of annoying. Like it's just a no. ninety seconds of good. organ. I liked it, but and it, once you know that it's a play, that's what happens in a play. Is like the music, the background Little. music starts to let everybody know to come and sit down, and hey, everyone, the lights go down, and, and the organ, the organ stuff starts. So you know, not gonna, not a, not an all time classic track or anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, harmless enough. Set the set the stage for the hazards of love. Yes. The prettiest whistles won't wrestle the thistles undone. Which is a very nice way of saying this is a sex song. <laughs> this is this is so that this is a song where it's they meet each other and do and make the beast with two fall backs in love and then they do make the beast with two backs. Well, I confirm that it's two backs. This is so. where you first find out that if you're listening for the first time, this is a story album. Yeah. it's not just a record about various tracks. Mm. About various. I'm glad things. it only took you to track two, but sure, <laughs> yeah, let's go yeah, with yeah. that. Okay. Because it's, well it's, it's, it's the slow burn intro as well. So after the organ yeah. dies, he, it's just him finger plucking slowly, mm-hmm. and then him, then his vocals, and then some violins come in, and then small like the drums come in slowly, and the bass line comes in slowly. But then by the end, it's it's chaotic, and there's like lots of shaking and shouting, and because it then. Um, I read a thing that said that the four there's four tracks called the hazards of love one two three and four, mm-hmm. and each of them mm-hmm. represents a different hazard of love. And this one, as they, if there were only four. Yeah, this one they claim is is <laughs> lost. One of the hazards of love is is lust, and that's what this song is all about because oh, okay. they obviously give in to their lust and. I mean, they've had right thirty second pellies, basically. Yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden, they're on like a scone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That happens in the valley every night. <laughs> three minutes. Three Not minutes even thirty of, seconds. Three no. minutes of foreplay, and then straight into it. There you go. Uh, but yeah, there's beautiful keys and harmonies in that mm. one. It's and, like it's a really mm. beautiful song, and it just sets that tone right from the start. As like lots of different instruments, lot you know, yeah, lots of just really delicate and really gentle playing, but also starting to sear in on something mm-hmm. a little as well. And that's when we go into a bower scene, which is where it kicks in Mod. first. That time. really the, kicks in the, ele- the electric. Yes, which is it's almost overblown for what the song is about. Trouble the water in the cistern. 
because it's about her going back to town and then people around her and her starting to realize that she's pregnant and i guess the the wailing like is there's big smashing wailing guitars and everything it's kind of her oh my god i'm pregnant maybe like chaotic so <laughs> how did it happen and uh, she tells know. her sister yeah so, and we don't hear about the sister again but we she tells her sister there's a thing that said the sister um, might be a nun oh, it might not be I an actual see. sister so the line is though incon- so though inconsolable daughter said the sister when wilt thou trouble the water in the system so that's the thing about she's not getting her period so that's where they've, they've figured out that she's pregnant but it might be a nun who knows about female reproductive stuff yeah. but then the other my next favorite is the next line is the favorite bit which is and what irascible black bart is the father so it's like which bastard which fucking bastard has knocked you <laughs> up because they they don't know they just assume some fucking idiot from the town has well it's knocked, just someone from 30 second like, prelude i just love calling that an irascible black bart it's just yeah love his language of just all those victorian times is really great it is he uses that throughout the whole of the record mm. And then it has and this then, kind of rock and roll, like it goes, it's a rockier song mm, than yeah. the others. It's, very it's got the double tick. Wanting for love. Want for love. Oh, Off the, bars. For love. Oh, the, next, the yeah. next one, the won't want yeah. for love. Yeah. So that's yeah. where you sort of hear from Margaret for the first time. Yeah. And yeah, you get that, that character. Great that that voice is just really so beautiful right she from the start. She cuts through. Yeah. She cut through everything so far and it was a really welcome surprise. Mm. To hear like her beautiful vocals when mm. I was expecting to just hear Colin, Colin like yeah. throughout the whole thing, which is yeah. standard. Um, but then when she comes through, is it Becky? Um, that one is Becky, yes. yeah. Becky, Becky. when Shara. Becky kicks in, um, it was just so beautiful. Like, I'm just nice. she sounds like you, like you need a character. Like, yeah. if, if someone like that walked out on stage and has sung in that voice, you'd be like, Yep, yeah, there's your there's my hero, there's my queen. And he's calling out for her. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And then even she even talks about... So it's like having the baby won't satisfy all my love needs. I want to be with William too, you know, having his baby isn't just enough. Mm. But having it's the baby means having the baby means I'll have I'll always have something as well. It's really nice little pairing and coupling there. And then so that leads into the hazards of love number two. Part two. Part two. Wagering all. Wager all. So it's Wager all. kind so of with the this organs. This is the song that I went, this is the Decemberist. Yeah. That like oh, this is this is exactly there's your what light they sound switch like. there. They, there you go, done. That's what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is what I'm used to. So yeah, sort of a, a big epic acoustic, mostly acoustic sort of guitar, lots of xylophone bells, and just yeah, that that multi instrumental stuff. I don't know whether they've learnt them all one by one as they've needed them, or they just all knew how to play all the stuff all along. You kind of when you pick up one, it's really easy to pick up another. Yeah, especially like percussion wise and that sort of yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. So yeah, but then at the end of that, we start um. There's the that that music that idea. So that's the two of them going back to the forest again, mm-hmm. and she they sort of yes we're going to be in love we'll be together forever we'll sort it out. And then as Margaret leaves, the idea yeah. is you get the Queen's approach, which is like William's her, mother arrives. Her musical sign off as well as like you start hearing that bit that she leads into it. Yeah, it's so cool.
but she doesn't like you don't get a song from her at that stage it's still just she you know she's yeah she's like if you were in the once again if you were in the play you'd have the two of them front and center Margaret would have run off one way and the Queen would be in the background. Like, we all know she's there, but no one else knows she's there. And when you watched it live, were you cognizant of that? Was that, Is that how they were No, because they, like, they just, they're just, they're just playing all their instruments. Because the, so the six of them are playing all their sure. instruments and doing stuff. Yeah, so it's sort of... It's, it's really cool when the two ladies come out because Colin mostly does all the vocals for all their songs. Sure. So when it's like one of them approaches the mic, like there's that moment of like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, yeah, they sing their bits and it was really cool. But they, there's no, yeah. There's no, th- there's no theatre really with not it. Not to it's the play the itself, no, yeah. yeah. Okay. It almost makes me think of the Queen of Hearts from mm. Alice in Wonderland when I was yeah. thinking of the Queen approaching in that because I'm very Shakespearean, like, trained. Yeah. But if, for me, it was more like Shakespearean, queens are generally pretty dangerous um but she felt more like the queen of hearts like Mm. i own all i am all yeah and it had that kind of approach to it which i really loved Mm. and so then that leads into isn't it a lovely night which sort of takes the foot off a little bit to go back to like this is their duet where they're not together or this this is her singing but it's yeah it feels like it's no it is a duet sorry i've got my too many songs ah. but yeah it's it's a duet with, and it's like, with a not waltz. In the same room. yes it's an actual waltz they do it's yeah he, beautiful he uses a lot of waltz mm. stuff um in the rake song as well when we get to that as well there's some a lot and of the organ was nice now. yeah this... so it's like it's got the piano accordion so uh, um jenny Connolly, the lady in the band the only other lady in the band she plays all the piano accordion violin stuff like that and she's fascinating watching them play that live is just she's yeah she does that in all the, a lot of their other songs as well, and she's, yeah, big, very big multi instrumentalist. Okay. Very clearly, just loving it. Like, I, I imagine if you're like a multi instrumentalist, and then you've got someone like Colin who can take the lead and almost be the identity, and you can just do your play thing, your do your thing. Yes, would be, yeah, that'd be amazing. This had really beautiful lyrics. And here we died our little dads, and we were alive. To catch our breath so swiftly lifting from our chest. And do you know what little deaths are? I saw this in a thing, but I've forgotten what it was. It oh, is, it's, it's French yeah. for un petit mot. And in petit mot in French means little death, and it means to have an orgasm. Mm, that's right, yeah. So, oh, right. To have, yeah. so for them okay. to say, and here we died our little deaths, mm. means that we both came. Yeah. <laughs> it was great right. <laughs> but they did it in such a beautiful way that they're alluding to the French language which is really cool jeez that's deep on multiple levels <laughs> far out I didn't hear that okay cool <laughs> this, and this is Colin Melloy stuff like it, it's deep like a lot of the wording in this hard like, work being a hipster I, yeah yeah Shit. I read, I read like heaps of websites that it's like, I see. oh we've broken down these two lines and half the forum thinks it means this part and the other half of the forum thinks it's a relationship to this other historical thing which is means it'll actually mean this part i but. love that you look at forums yeah it's great <laughs> so, cute. so you've genuinely looked at a forum in relation to this specifically yeah yeah to find out more about how many the background of this oh no no like it was more like i knew the story and then when i was looking up more of the research for the app for the podcast I he's of, a main contributor <coughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> producer and so then we've got the wanting comes in waves slash repay and this is where yes. the harpsichord comes in yes hello yeah <laughs> Mother 
Now, soft disturbance in the dead fog. How it precedes you like a black smoke. Paul, still the wanting comes in waves. And you delivered me from danger. Then tore my cradle from the reedy glen. Swore to save me from the world of men. Still the wanting comes in waves. I've got repaid, repaid, exclamation marks everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Organ intro. So <laughs> this is great guitar riff through. Don't you think through. it feels like a medieval courtroom? Mm. You know, like you sure. just walk in, you've got the hops, you've got the everything sounds. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I feel like I'm thrown back. Male just... opening, then the female. Yeah. And it's like, oh. so, so two songs back to back where it's been Colin as William duetting with the two main lead ladies. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like, look at the difference. Like just in a snap, he goes from, you know, soft, loving William to, no, I'm standing up for what I want. You're going to give me this thing. I don't, you know, yes, you raise me, but that doesn't give you the right. And yeah. And so then it's it's almost two parts of a song as well. So when he's singing yeah. and then when she sings, it goes in that. Dun, dun. Felt like a white stripe song. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And that's her, and then her vocals, and it's just like as if you needed it. So that's the first time she appears on a song, and as if you needed any other clue that she's the villain. She's the the, most bluesy motherfucker (laughs) I'd ever heard. Because like that dark stomp, and then her like just like it's yeah, it's awesome. I loved how they flipped between the characters with the musical styles on that particular mm. song. Like it was just, you very much knew who you were rooting mm. for sure. and yeah. who yep. you were terrified of. Yeah. And so then, so one, yeah, some, some of the great lyrics is, um, mother hear that, so that's, yeah, so he, mother hear this proposition, right, grant me freedom to enjoy this. And there's that pause, night, and so it's, yeah. Staccato. And I'll return to you at break of, light for the wanting comes in waves and then you can feel and then when he goes in waves and waves you can feel it billowing and slowly growing up I was like yeah I don't know what the wanting is exactly is it is his wanting for Margaret or his wanting to be free but you can feel it in those waves and as it coming through mm-hmm. and then just seamlessly going straight into her dark turgid stomp where she makes that deal of like okay I'll let you go for one night but then after that you're mine forever I know she shouldn't be my hero, but she kind of is. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, I'm intrigued. That's a great... Because she's bluesy, determined, yeah. and she said that she made, you know, she raised this and it belongs to her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, she's, like, she, from what I gather, she took him 
and nursed him, like as opposed to raised him. It was more like nursed him back to life. Yeah, it was. As opposed to just like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a child relationship. It was some kind of like young yeah ownership of a, she mentions men. it a couple of times but she talks about it different ways each time so yeah. one time it's like i found you when you were abandoned by your parents mm-hmm. but then another time she talks about i i rescued him from a cradle of clay it's like i didn't know what a cradle like does that mean like his actual parents literally buried him and she like maybe they buried him in the forest and she pulled him out of that it sounds using like using magic of some kind yeah like it she references it a couple of different times different ways that so she feels like she stakes claim yeah. over this being because yeah. she saved it from its wretched death. Yeah. And now she is pretty fucking pissed yeah. that it's gone, hey, when I wasn't a fawn, I totally screwed this bitch and got her pregnant. <laughs> like, and I love, I love her and more and than I love, her more than more I love, than love you, you and yeah. I'm off. Yeah, and so I'm going to leave you. And the thought of, I think it's more the loss, mm. the loss of him going yeah. turns her into this crazed queen. Yeah. Which I kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be her. I just, yeah, I kind of love her. So, yeah. But then we have an interlude, mm. which is interlude. like a little walk through the woods with babbling brooks. Yeah. And little fauna and flora and it's pretty and so sweet. I think mm. this is also kind of when Margaret, this is when she's wandering through the forest to try and come back to him because she has to leave the town in order for the rake to do his thing. So this is when we hit the rake song. What a dick! One of my all-time favorite songs. Whoa! Definitely my all-time favorite song about triple child murder. Because they, they don't <laughs> wow. come around very because often. Because <laughs> you have a list. And yeah. There you have. No, no, this is this is pretty much it. So this is the one. So it's all acoustic jangling stuff. So he's yep. introducing himself. I love that at the end he talks about um, this is how I became your humble narrator. So this is the thing about stories is everyone's the lead of their own story. So he thinks he's the narrator. The way I picture that is he thinks he's the narrator of the story. He's the one that's the lead character and all this stuff's going to happen around him. Whereas we know he's actually probably like the, the fourth, in a, in a four-person story, he's the fourth most important character. Mm-hmm. But this is how he came to be. And he is a mega dick. He is a mega dick. He is so, a complete like, asshole. With, wedded with kids until she dies and then he murders the three children. Yeah. So in he, three different ways, yeah. no less. Not, not, not just like, you know, garage, car, etc. Yeah. It's just like, oh no, let's choose three for each of the different children. Mm. So he, so he's like, at the start, he's, I just want sex. And the easiest way to get sex is to get married because then I've got sex on tap. Like, then, then Apparently my, so. My appetite will be sated because <laughs> I can just do whenever yeah. I want. 
And then I was like, oh, babies. Like the natural byproduct of married sex is going to be babies and probably unmarried sex at that time as well, as we learned from Margaret. But then it's like, okay, well, next to this. I've got kids, but at least I've still got sex on tap. And then she dies, like, nah, fuck this. (laughs) <laughs> this, this is not happening like I'm going back to my old life and I'm not I can't do that with three because a rake's like a gigolo isn't it like a gigolo like yeah. a like a charming like a Jane like if James Bond was a real person too charming just does James it all Bond for his own James Bond's a real person <laughs> yeah. oh honey you need to talk just does it all for his own and rakes and those sorts of villain characters are in December songs all the time cool so yeah that's the rake song so he but created I'm, his own rake status by killing yeah, his kids yeah all, so the rakeness is also the charming beds, lots of ladies, that sort of stuff. So yeah. he was that. Then he had kids and he couldn't do it anymore. And now he's like, well, the quickest way to get back to what I love doing is to get rid of the kids. But um, so two things about this. They still play, of all the songs on the album, this is the one they still play live oh. the most, all the time, okay. like pretty much every set. So they can do it without needing. In so and of itself. I think some of the other ones you still could. Like not necessarily you can't, but they've got nine albums worth of material to pick from now. So, but this is the one they still play it, um, and they all play drums. So it's literally him with the guitar and the bass, and then all the rest of them. So especially when they had the two ladies as well, is they all get drum kits on stage and they're just all playing drums. And there's a really cool video which I'll post on the Facebook page. So when they were doing this tour, ah, oh, forgot her name again, the Margaret lady, Becky. Becky. Um, they're playing it in like an open field sort of show. And she's dressed in a ball gown. She's gone full ball gown. And then she doesn't have anything to do for this song, so she plays drums. So I've never seen a lady like in a full ball gown with a shawl and everything, just on the, wail, wailing on the, away on drums the skins. whole time. It's, I have a new aim in life. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that's and so when they play it, even with just the five of them, they all play extra drum kits because it's that's it's like the boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. But it's like, feels like it's like four chord post-punk. yeah. But then it's hardcore percussion. I suspect, like, does he play the same six notes over and over again for the same song for the entire? That's what I feel like. It's six acoustic guitar notes and drums, and 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 a bass line, and just all the rest of it is just all drums. And he's just a disgusted, yeah, horrible. He's just a horrible person. And we also have a bit of a Chekhov's gun in here as well, because at the end he goes, um, "You'd think that I would be haunted, but it never really bothers me." And then you think about that. It's like, yeah, yeah. When you're haunted by something, you don't get haunted by yourself. You, you get haunted by other things. Mm-hmm. So maybe just stick around for a little bit and we'll see what happens. It's like that thing of like <laughs> you say something in the first act that's going to pay off down this, the end. Yeah. Mm. It's like that, that line. Like, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see how that works out for you. Mm. But yeah, the reg song is just so dark and morbid and poppy and jump around and fun. It's just... Says a lot about you, Liam. It does, mm. yeah. So then we've got The Abduction of Margaret. So it's all sort of dark and billowing and wailing around. This is one of the songs that's not actually sung by a character. So it's more Colin as a narrator describing the action of, what, mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. And so, yeah, so Margaret's walking alone. The rake goes, hey, I see a lady who I'd like to have sex with and grabs her and abducts her. Women are not safe. They are not safe. No. They should not <laughs> no, be wandering not the forest the alone. forest no. alone, yeah. Well, they should be, but they can't because yes. of rakes. And then we move into my my bitches again. Yeah, <laughs> the Queen's, Queen's rebuke, rebuke slash the crossing. Good. Riff. This has um, the lyrics. Yeah. 
I she's so great. Love <laughs> those lyrics and so much. That's what that I think that's what triggered the whole canopy heart like Alice in Wonderland thing. Mm, you know, mm. like she is everything. She is high. She is owned. Like, is, is she even a physical person, or is it literally just the forest she, singing to us? Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. even more cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> the queen like, is the forest, but it's the dark. It's that same musical. Like you know, you know, mm. it's her because it's this dark music, and then like big power like solo guitar solos which yep. is like just feels so out of place in a in a december song normally mm-hmm. but it just works because it's the character and it's and it's wildness and she's she's splitting the water in the river so that he can pass over safely with margaret and at this point i am still kind of wanting to be her but she's intending to steal margaret and have her killed yes so this is her being a bit of a dick so this, yeah, so this is her saying she knew William was going to meet up with Margaret and abscond and run yeah. away. And it's like, and if I keep, he's only, William's only got one night to find her. So if I let the rake take her, then that's going to solve all my problems and so, William will have to come back to me. So the queen must know what's happening across the entire forest at any one time. Because she's probably the forest. She was probably the forest. She's the queen of the forest. So, so much. Yeah, so queen much. of the forest. So she knows so much. This is so fucking deep. Yeah. This is so... <laughs> it's like deep on deep. Oh my God, so, yeah, I need so more the, wine. So no. the back half is just all guitars and organ solos. It's part of a, it's like a musical and a play, like it's that sort of thing. Couldn't be more perfect. You didn't. The theatrics are exceptionally correct. Yeah, you can't. See, they're not describing what's happening anymore, but you can see in your mind's eye what's happening because we all have that language of going to musicals and plays and knowing what happens when it's all chaos and billowing around. Dude, my first seventeen years of life were musicals. Yeah. <laughs> like I read this like a book. Yeah, that's awesome. And so then that's Anne and Water. Like um, Anne and Water is the next one, which I, was probably one of my favourite songs um, on the album. So it's William. You never really understand. You never really find out how William finds out that the rake's taken Margaret, but we'll just we'll hand wave that and move on. Mm. Um, and that's him reaching that river and essentially pleading with the soul of the river and the gods and the spirit of the river to let him through. But the harmonies, yeah, they are so sweet and yeah. so beautiful over the river. Yes. And like he, he's calling out to her, she's calling back. Mm. Like, oh, so good. And there's bits where, so, and there's even bits where, like, he drops all the instruments as well. So he says, If you call, let me pass. You may render me a wrath when I come back. So call. Slow the churn And you may have my precious bones on my return Like your precious bones, like it's just so beautiful And like this is him, this is like, this is my noble spirit Like he could have said body Yeah But he chose to elaborate with Mm. something beautiful Mm. Did you like Anne and Water? Yeah, we were all good up to here, but 
we're all going well. <laughs> we're all on a bit of a yeah. ride, to yeah. be honest. I'm like, whoa, this is, but it's just it's so deep for us. Yeah, and it's, it sort of pauses a little bit. African, yeah. It's, yeah, it sort of pauses a little bit for us. Like, it's a bit softer, but it's more like, yeah, him communicating with that river god to mm. sort of beg to let him pass. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Margaret in captivity, mm. oh. which is the rake and Margaret. So him sneering over her, talking about all the things that he's going to do to her. And then her calling out for William and which like, and, once again, the geography is not clear about where they are exactly, but it doesn't matter. Cause that's what, that's how these things work in sure. plays is like, it's, I'm just calling out for him. And you're usually just on the other side of the stage. Yeah. So yeah. You, you make <laughs> the not rest too up. Far. He's exited, yeah. <laughs> exited stage left. Not far. You just make, make the rest up. It's totally fine. Mm. Yeah. And then, so that leads into the Hazards of Love 3, Revenge. Yes! Yeah. So this starts out with the musical thing from Wanting Comes in Waves. So this is where he's made it across. He's on the island. Mm -hmm. You see him. You can see it in your mind's eye. You see him jump out of the boat and just go racing over at the rake. And in my mind, it's always they have a fight, but the rake's too strong for him. The rake is is a bastard. He knows how to fight dirty and the rake can't. Mm -hmm. He can't get the rake down and rescue his love. And so suddenly, three children's three ghosts. Children. Three children's ghosts arrive. Oh, children's oh, choir. Right. Yeah. A children's choir, come in. Fuck. And it sounds like a carousel. It's eerie. A, it's and the waltz. Dun, 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 dun. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, creepy. it's the waltz again. It's yeah. the creepy. And it's the, the children singing yes. over the top of it, just like knowing how they all died. Yeah. So it's... it's <gasps> they're back. This is why it's the love. Hey, because it's they're saying, hey, dad, this food doesn't feel right. Or, hey, dad, you're holding me underwater a little bit too long. Like they believe he loves them still, mm. but he just, the things he did were accidental. So it's like, which is like the heartbreaking, but also the most haunting part is like, come on, dad, you can come with us now. We're going to take you to a place and do some stuff, but it's okay. Cause we know you just did it out of love and you can imagine the rake just like freaking the fuck out because he was like, nah, everything's fine. I'm not really worried that I killed my kids. It's like, you should have been worried that you killed your kids. Cause your kids are that, coming back. That shit sticks, yeah. that shit sticks Karma around. Is a... They're coming back on track 15. Yeah. You should have known that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, so, and so that's, yeah. So obviously the, the hazard of love in that case is revenge. And yeah. Getting your, getting your comeback. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. And it was also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do another, another reprise of the wanting comes in waves. So that's, so this is the bit now where he's haunted and he, rescues margaret and they like it's just that once again it's there's i don't think there's any lyrics in that song at all no but it leads to a beautiful crescendo Mm. yeah awesome string so this is it this is where we get out this is where we make our getaway and everything's about to pay off for the for the good guys and this is finally this is the first time the song ends without bleeding straight into the next is like that moment so i think they get into the boat and they row out into the middle and that's when he realizes that the the, the debt that he made to get over there in the first place mm-hmm. is going to have to be repaid straight away. 
And then so you get the Hazards of Love 4, The Drowned, which is just a pure country song, like twangy, slide guitar, twang stuff. And he's talking about Margaret, grab the rocks, fill the holes in the boat, you know, water's coming in. We, we need to save ourselves. And then partway through, he's like, he realizes that it's, it's, it's hopeless inevitable. and he's not, it's not going to happen. But he says, let's, let's marry each other now in, with, with the river God and the river people as our witness. Let's get married right away. And that way we'll be married until the end of our lives, which is coming up straight away. And they do it. How and timely. Then, and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, and that's, and then Couldn't just. Couldn't have done it, it just, on land, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> No, had to do it in no. a most dramatic fashion in yeah. a drowning boat. And so then it just, yeah. So as they sink into the water, William and Margaret proclaim their love for a final time. It's quite a long song. Yeah, it's about five five minutes. I don't have the time right now, but yeah, it's a yeah. longer one. And then, yeah, they also talk about how the last line of the song, I think, is like how the hazards of love can no longer affect them. So, that, you know, we're now free from the hazards of love, which has been sort of the motif all the way through. It has. Yes. So I, I wrote, yeah, it's probably the best version of the, or of the four I liked it the most. Oh, of the four different the 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 love songs, yeah. I thought to finish like that with awesome yeah. strings. It's quite, yeah, yeah and it's quite and bold to sort of stop everything and play a song style. Like even the others have sort of flowed into each other a little yes. bit, but this is like, no, no, this is almost like your standalone. And it's the same thing again. Like I think you could definitely play this song, the two of them, sorry, the two of them, as a band, they could still be playing this song if they wanted to. Yeah. You don't need the rest of the thing. It's, you know, it's about that last sacrifice for love. With the exceptions of some of like the interlude kind of moments of like one minute mm. songs, etc. Yeah. Any song on this could be played live yeah. still. It could mm. be like any sure. song would just go, this is a December song. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And we've got a guest vocalist of yeah. Becky or whoever. We know, you know. There's a lot. Yeah. Work. So. Um, oh, and we've. Uh, and. That's what I really enjoyed about the record was it's an epic rock opera mm. um, in that kind of sense. But it also, each individual song, because I, I decided to also just randomly put it on shuffle. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, wouldn't, usually I listen to a song, an album straight. Sure. To end, like finish to end. Uh, no, beginning to end. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so I thought, well, I've done that now and I know the Decemberists. So I know what, I know their style or whatever. Mm. And you can put it on shuffle and still go, I can enjoy the song. Yeah. Without it being in the context of this epic opera, yeah. I can still go, this song is a good song. And it's not like they've sacrificed their um, like integrity of a band mm. to just write a song to fit the storyline. Yeah. It's... They've, They're December songs still. They are December songs, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, I put it on and went, yep, December. Yep, heard this. I, I think I've heard a couple of the songs before, but I couldn't, like, remember them because December sound like December. Mm. And even the ones, like, a couple of those at the end where it's mostly instrumental but not a lot of vocals, so it's more like this is the action that's happening, you would still love to see that live because they'd all be playing their instruments really well and they'd all be doing their things and j- jumping around and you'd be really getting into it. So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. they, the songs can stand alone as well as being part of the whole as well. Yeah. So just, mm. yeah, for my final pitch as we're heading towards the end, I think I've explained why I love the album. I think it's, like I said, now when I listen to December's albums and they're not one story told beginning to end, I'm like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Hopefully he'll roll around it. I mean, I'm sure they're much more difficult to write, so hopefully one day he'll roll around and do that. Um, but I think, like, <laughs> The variety of the instrumentation on there is amazing. It's absolutely wanky, but not the wrong kind of wanky, I think. Like it's sort of just like he likes to tell these tales. 
he likes crafting these tales and spinning them out for everybody but then still with the amazing like you know when the power rock and the power drums and all that stuff when it's needed and when it it fits all the things of like a musical and a play that with music in it that would need but also still stands on its own as an album as well so uh give me a moment give me a moment before i had a question for you now it's just escaped me and it was when you listen to this album now yes do you generally are you in principle start to finish with this one yeah sorry uh, yes so yeah. with this one you, with this you one generally first. with this one generally yeah so, so I, you'll find the 15 minutes and that because I, I suppose for mine it's uh, we haven't done a rock opera i suppose have we done a rock opera before not a, in not the, a, in, uh, in not, properly. Um, not properly so uh, the closest thing we came was the um streets album the full oh, yeah sure yeah, the okay. rap, the rap yeah, opera thing. yeah. okay because uh, for, for mine i suppose that that's where i'm going uh, from start to finish Sure, but can you pick this up anywhere and go, mm-hmm. you know, would you necessarily get the context? And certainly when I, as a, having not researched it and as a, as a, as a listener who doesn't know anything about the Decemberists or, um, or what this may be about, mm. I was sort of lost to start with. But do you want to do your response first? So or? I don't, I don't generally listen to my entire collection on shuffle that much anymore. Like I normally do think, oh, I'd sure. like to listen to this album right now and I put it on, which mm-hmm. makes it really good for this. But I like even just that opening organ intro, just setting the mood, setting the style, and just instantly in my mind, I'm like, yep, I'm sitting in the Q-Pack and I can see a stage opening up and there's like trees and lights sort of slowly fade up and all that sort of stuff. And then when he kicks in with the just the pluck of the acoustic stuff. And you saw them at Q-Pack already? No, no. Oh, this so is all this, your this mind. This is all in my head. Of like, this, oh, when I see a such an imagination. I, play, I feel like I don't He's such imagine. a visual yeah. thinker, <laughs> isn't he? Isn't he? So, yeah. Jeez. Wow. Cool. Okay. So, ladies first. Flawless or no flawless? Ah, well, perhaps I'd like to say a few words. Uh, So (laughs) I've been listening to the Decemberists for a long time. God, it makes me feel like a really long time (laughs) when you put this out there. Um, So I was expecting a standard Decemberists record and expecting to go, yeah, it sounds like them. That's cool. Uh, But when I realized that it was a rock opera and it had such a Shakespearean style context around it, um, I really paid attention for the first time. Usually I just go, sea shanties, pretty cool. Um, And that's, uh, and they're in the background as opposed to in the foreground for me. Um, But this really, um, listening to it properly, looking at it properly and listening to the different songs with the context around the being the rock opera, I was like actually incredibly impressed with Mm -hmm. what they've done like to write something like that and to then perform it and still be accepted by the hipsters in the, in fact, probably more so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm cool. like, oh, I did yeah. a rock, rock opera in the style of Shakespearean tragedy. Um, yeah, like I was really impressed. So um, it has made me want to go back to listen to more Decemberists properly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a flawless record. Awesome. Start to finish. Start to finish as a... Um, record for the rock opera aspect but also the individual tracks as i said i put on shuffle i could listen to any of those tracks and just be like yep yeah, cool i'm gonna have a little bop to that listen to that on my way to work or anything like that um so i don't have to go start to finish i can go shuffle which is really rare for something which mm. has such an epic storyline which is the story is beginning to mm. end yeah yeah so for me it was something that i would definitely would count as a flawless record awesome there you go 
Grant. Flawless. There you Over go. to you. Oh, no look, pressure. No, no pressure. Creepers, <laughs> creepers. Isn't isn't that a challenge? So look, I, I came in absolutely blind. Listened mm-hmm. to the album straight, start to finish. Like, Whoa, what's going on here? I'm not sure really, I keep hearing the same riffs and it's, you know, then I'm looking at the track numbers. It was was definitely one of those ones where we, as a rule, don't tell each other about, like, we don't say anything about the albums. We're like, here's the album, you go away. (laughs) Stand away. I was like, should I tell them? Should I not? Like, We have Wikipedia. I I think you have to know that it is an album to to get it. Yeah. But I was like, I was confident that you guys, if you hadn't listened, like, if you listened to it the first time without looking it up, then afterwards you'd look it up. But I was like, so tempted, like, oh. I know I'm breaking the rules, but you guys should really research this album before you listen to it. No, I'll be no, good. I think I've done that before. I'll follow the rules. No, I've told you that with Billy Joel. Rules. I said you have to play side A and side B separately. Right. So it's totally okay to have a bit of a... Well, a bit of a... maybe I didn't read all that stuff, but I think those are almost unwritten rules anyway. Yes, they are unwritten rules. For, for the <laughs> listeners. All of our, all of our rules are unwritten yeah, rules. Very, We're good friends very, now. Yeah. <laughs> very unwritten. So... I went in and I'm going, geez, guys, there's like, there's this Ray Coke and there's, yeah. there's four things about drowning at the end here and there's hazards all the time of love. This is, this is hectic for me. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, straighty 180 straight through the middle sort of, sort of gent. And then I've written down a rock opera. I'm like, oh, well, it changes everything. Yeah. So I've now researched this thing and I'm reading about Rake and I'm, you know, Margaret. And it sounds like so much work to try and do all this shit. <laughs> and it's a lot for one man to take. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm, but I've, I've got to listen to this in and of itself. And I've got tick marks all over here. I've got, you know, Margaret's getting pregnant and there's ticks marks here and there's women singing and riffs and double ticks there. And um, William's mother arriving. And I'm still like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> this is full on. You can't just, you, I, I suppose, as a as a virgin listener or the second or third or fourth time you listen to it, you've got to be really present. You can't just, I don't, didn't feel like I could be, you know, making some food or at work. And you're and, usually doing the ironing, right? Correct, because yeah. I know my place. <laughs> you know? Or I'm trying to make a meal or something. And I'm like, no, I need to listen to what's going on here. Um, and and everything up until the Hazards of Love Part 3, I'm like flipping, I'm on this thing. This is, this is the good shit. And then we have these kids and I'm like, what? What are these kids doing it, man? <laughs> these like, you know, I'm like, I've got a researcher. These are ghosts. I've got three children's ghosts here. Yep. And I didn't like that. Right. And I'm like, jeez. And then I'm going, well, and, and, and is that is that enough mm-hmm. for mine? Is it enough for, to make it? I don't like these three these little kids and the chorus in the background and uh, whatever's going on in there. And I'm going, probably the only other song that I do like kids in the background is pink floyd's the wall mm-hmm. which is sweet choice yeah. <laughs> like like in it's at a, at a very base level that that and and you know what i might necessarily love that part but is that enough for um is it enough for not to be flawless and i probably came in here a little bit undecided because it's been we, we had a break for the mm-hmm. listeners and we didn't we didn't actually go in and if two weeks ago i probably would have gone nah i'm gonna pull you up but i'm i'm actually okay i reckon in and of itself, in its entirety, I'm going to give you flawless tonight. <gasps> awesome. No I, am. I am. It's not enough. It's not enough for me to not, I don't particularly like that little piece and that's yeah. fine in its totality. Sure. Yeah. Because it's probably because you've got young kids that you've threatened to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's a perspective and I like yeah. them at the moment. So I don't know, but I, I think, it, I don't think that, that part of the hazards of love part three revenge, mm-hmm. um, is enough for me to not say that it's flawless. So, Liam, um, awesome. that, that sounds to me like it's unanimous. Oh. It does sound unanimous. Well done, me. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so it's... 
you can't like that song that you weren't quite sure if you want you liked it that much, but you can't skip it because it's because no. it's part of the story. It's so you'll you'll miss part of the like, exactly. Yeah. So if you created a playlist that had songs missing out of it, you'd be like, what just happened between the bit and that bit? Yeah. So <laughs> cool. All right. Well. Thank you very much, both of you, for... The oh, smile, he's beaming. It's I am about beaming. fucking time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time a white man won the competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 18 months later. Yeah. <sighs> uh, we want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, we have social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Flawless AMP on all of those, so check those out. Give us a like, give us a share, help us find more music lovers like you. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Flawless AMP. So thank you again to George and Grant for getting December's across the line. Whoop, whoop. There we go. And thank you all of you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.